Hey there, you're listening to the Katie Lance Podcast. It's episode 130, and in this podcast, I am going to talk a little bit about getting back on stage post-pandemic, even though we're kind of still in the middle of a pandemic, but getting back on stage in person, I'm going to share a few of my thoughts, a few of my processes. I'm going to talk a little bit about my experience, and I hope hopefully you gain a few insights. So let's get on with the show. You're listening to the Katie Lance Podcast. If you're an entrepreneur, social media geek, real estate pro, a mom, or maybe all of the above, and ready to level up your social media game, you're in the right place. Welcome back to the podcast. So if you have been a podcast listener for quite some time, you know that we talk about a lot of different things here. Sometimes it's marketing, sometimes it's real estate, sometimes it's parenting, diversity. We cover a lot of different subjects. But one thing that is near and dear to my heart is public speaking. And I have to say one of the things that I really missed during lockdown, during the pandemic was being in front of people. You know, I love technology. I think it is amazing that we live in a day and an age where we have tools like Zoom and FaceTime and Facebook and Instagram and all these tools to be able to keep in touch with people. And, you know, during the height of the pandemic, um, I was doing a ton of virtual speaking. In fact, I'm actually still doing a ton of virtual speaking. And it's been really interesting to see how events have evolved and continue to evolve. And so I thought today I would just share with you a few thoughts that I have about getting back on stage. I finally did my first in-person on-stage event uh, about a month or so ago. So I thought I would share with you a little bit about that and then just thoughts around how I get prepared for a keynote, how I get prepared for speaking. And so whether you are a speaker or you do any kind of speaking or training or, you know, just in general, if you do any kind of speaking, not necessarily as a professional speaker, but maybe you do that in your real estate career or you do that as part of uh, your job, I think that maybe you'll gain some insights. And if anything, maybe you'll just be curious about my thoughts, which is part of what I like to do on this podcast is almost like we're sitting down and having a cup of coffee. And so today, like I said, we're chatting about speaking speaking. We're speaking about speaking. (laughs) Okay. So, um, I guess let me back up a a little bit. So I had my first in-person speaking gig about a month or so ago, and I have to say I had mixed feelings. I was really excited, but I was also nervous, right? Um, wasn't sure of the protocols and, um, you know, I, I knew that the event was going to be outside. So big shout out. It was actually an event for side real estate. So big shout out to those guys. Um, I drove up to the event and I, you know, kind of knew ahead of time that, um, you know, there would be certain restrictions in place in, in terms of masking, um, and I'm vaccinated and, you know, I know that that's kind of a hot button conversation for a lot of folks, but you know, I had not been in front of a whole group of people <laughs> in quite some time. So uh, the event was in Napa, which is about an hour from our home, beautiful area. I drove up to the event and was really pleasantly surprised at how amazingly set up it was. The entire event was done outside. And I remember thinking ahead of time, like, how is that going to work? How am I going to give a keynote? outside. Uh, and it was really beautifully done. If you follow me on Instagram, I had, I have shared some pictures of that. Um, I will drop a link in the show notes below to, I did a little video while I was on stage. You guys can kind of see the setup if you're, if you're interested. 
Um, but it was really beautifully done. They had, um, you, you know, tons of seating. I think they probably had, gosh, I don't know. I think they had somewhere between five to 700 people there. It was a really um, well-attended event. They had these beautiful canopies over, so it was shaded. Um, and then what I loved is every kind of five rows or so, they had these huge flat screen TVs. So wherever you were sitting, you could still see the speaker slides, which is something I was a little worried about. You know, I was concerned with how is this going to work? I've never done a keynote outside. So I got there really early in the morning. Um, and that would be one tip for anyone who's doing any kind of public speaking, get to the venue early. I always like to do a sound check, a tech check, either the day before or the morning of get on stage, know what it feels like to be on stage, um, you know, walk the stage a little bit, get to know your the AV team, uh, the production team, they will be your best friends. So be kind to those people. I give so much credit to the folks who work sound and lighting behind the scenes. That is such an such an important job. Um, go through your slides. I always do that. I have them bring up my slides. I knew in this presentation uh, that I was giving was all about video. I have a new keynote for 2021 and 2022 about video and how powerful video marketing can be. It really emphasizes uh, Facebook video, YouTube video, and Instagram, kind of the big three that I refer to in this talk. So I had some video and whenever you have video in a presentation, always test it, <laughs> always test it. And uh, those of you who are presenters, you probably know this, but one of the best ways to incorporate video into a presentation is to actually embed the video. Don't rely on the internet. Don't just have a YouTube link. So you want to download that video and upload that into your slides. So I got there early. I was able to run through everything. Everybody was super professional. Like I said, it was basically all outside. They did have a great green room that was inside, and that was um, they required masks, which was fine. Everybody was great. Uh, we saw a lot of social distancing, which made me feel you know very comfortable. They even had a makeup artist and a uh, someone who could kind of touch up your hair and makeup, which in all my years of speaking, I've never had that. So that was such a um, a fun little perk, a fun little luxury to uh, to do that. Also, the event was really part, uh, it was really kind of a hybrid event, right? So it was in person, and then they had a whole virtual component, which most events that I'm speaking at these days, whether it's virtual or in person, I am really seeing events catering to both, which I think is fabulous, right? Everybody's at a different stage in where they feel comfortable. Um, you know, the conversation around health, it's such a personal issue, but it also affects everyone around us. So I think, you know, I, I absolutely love that. Um, and so being able to prepare something that would be great for the people in front of in front of me, but also know that there were many, many more hundreds, if not thousands who were watching um, back home and, and, you know, not neglecting that group and, and thinking about how to engage that audience as well. So um, that was really interesting. And I have to say, leading up to this, I actually did a lot of rehearsal of my keynote in my backyard. <laughs> So I don't know if any of my neighbors listen to my podcast, but um, shout out to them. They got a little sneak peek <laughs> of my keynote, um, you know, if they were listening over the fence. But I did that because I think it's really important whenever you present to practice, to physically practice and stand up and not just be sitting at your desk, not just read through your notes, not just look in a mirror, but actually physically be standing, you know, with your laptop. You know, I like to wear the shoes that I typically wear on stage. I'll wear those to practice. I think there's something to be said about actually standing in the shoes uh, that you're going to use. So did that, did a lot of practice outside. Um, and so... Yeah, it was a great, great experience. Got some really good feedback from that. So I want to kind of talk a little bit and sort of segue the conversation to um, 
you know, preparing for a keynote presentation and what that looks like, um, especially because this was a new presentation. So I have found that, you know, I have a lot of content. And if you've listened to me over the years, you know, I have a lot of a lot of content and I have a number of different presentations I've given. So oftentimes when I'm creating something new, I don't always like to start from scratch. I like to start with what do I already have that's still relevant? Um, it's almost like, you know, if you're creating a new outfit, right? What do you already have in your closet <laughs> that you could repurpose, that you could breathe some new life into so you're not necessarily starting from scratch? So for me, when I create a new keynote, it really starts with a brain dump. I use PowerPoint. Um, and so I will open it up and I just type and I write. I will do research. I will Google a topic. I will find links. I will look for statistics. I will do a brain dump in terms of stories. Are there stories? Are there analogies? I will look at older content that I have. And usually my first round when I'm creating some new content, especially for a keynote, it's a little bit of a hot mess. There's a lot in there. So it really starts with a brain dump. Like I said, I start with content I've already shared. I look at stories. I always think about if I'm going to make, you know, in a presentation, if I've got five main points that I want to make, how can I back those up with statistics or stories or analogies or facts, uh, things like that. I often look at creating a presentation kind of like redecorating a room, right? So a lot of times we get kind of stuck on our ways. We're used to how our living room looks, right? But it's amazing when you move things around and you move the couch to the other side of the room. Holy cow, same couch, but it takes on a whole nother feeling. And so that's why I think it's really powerful as you start to develop your voice, if you're a speaker, um, and you start to really develop your style, being able to pull different stories and analogies and insert them in different ways and different presentations. I also think it's really important when you're preparing to speak, whether it's virtually or whether it's in person, that you be respectful of your time, of your time constraints. This is a huge thing for me personally. I think it's a just for me personally, it's a huge pet peeve when I see another speaker just kind of ignore the time clock. I am always I always try to be extra um, just extra. I don't know if responsible is the right word, but extra aware of the time, you know, an event planner's job is so hard. There's so much involved in planning a great event and a great event you know, the, the kind of I think the secret to a great event is you don't know as the attendee how much work goes into behind the scenes, but being really um, being cognizant of your time. So when you're rehearsing, it's not just rehearsing how you're going to deliver and how you're going to stand. It's not rehearsing yours. It's not just rehearsing your stories, but rehearsing your time. Can you hit your mark? And if you need to, can you cut five minutes out? Can you cut 10 minutes out? And where are you going to cut? I always practice for that. Even though I've spoken thousands of times, First of all, I always rehearse no matter what. I never rest on my laurels. Um, I think you can always get better. You can always improve. But I think you also need to be prepared that things happen, right? And so, uh, you know, one of the things that happened at this event that I was speaking at, the awesome um, producer um, sort of, you know, AV person behind the scenes came over to me and they said, Katie, we are running a little bit behind. Is it possible? Would you mind cutting five minutes from your talk? And I said, absolutely no problem at all. And I was fine with that because I know that happens. It happens all the time in events. I've also had the, the reverse happen, by the way. I actually spoke at an event where they said, oh, my gosh, we have to fill time. Can you add 20 minutes? <laughs> now, that was pretty rare. I think that's only happened once. Uh, but being able to know where you, where you can add and, 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 and also delete is key. But 
but just being respectful, uh, you know, to your time constraints. I love when events have a time clock. So that's one thing to, to think about. Is there going to be a time clock, um, you know, on, on the sort of the downstage monitor? If you are speaking at smaller events, a lot of event um, event producers won't have that. So it's up to you. So I do have an app on my phone. I have a, it's just called speaker clock. I'm sure you can, you could Google it. There's lots of speaker apps. I can actually link to it in the show notes below, but I have an app on my phone that I have used for events. It's great. It's a little speaker clock. I have learned by the way, though, if you're going to use that on your phone or your iPad, you have to turn your notifications off <laughs> and make sure your phone does not fall asleep. You know how your phone can fall asleep after like, you know, 30 seconds or a minute, you have to turn that off. And so, um, but that's a great tool to be able to monitor your time. Um, I think the other thing to look at is again, your stage setup, right? So if you get to an event early um, and ahead of time, kind of asking, I always like to ask event directors and um, oftentimes I will ask if I'm having those conversations or a lot of times it's my husband, Paul, because Paul is um, my husband. He's also my business partner and he also manages my speaking schedule. So a lot of times he's the one logistically speaking to event coordinators. And so he is getting information about what does the stage look like? Where are the, um, where are the screens? Are there screens on either side? Are they behind? What is the setup? Are they, you know, people in, uh, are they sitting around tables? Is it outdoors? Is it indoors? And so just Getting a sense of the lay of the land before you get there, I think is going to, at least for me, it helps quite a bit. Um, I mentioned shoes earlier. I'm a big believer in, I love good shoes, but I also love comfy shoes. So typically you won't see me in big high heels. That's just me personally. So, you know, I, I, I like to wear flats, but I like good quality shoes. I think that's important. I also think what you wear on stage is important being comfortable, being able to move. Can you raise your arms? Can you make gestures? Can you, um, you know, move freely without feeling like you're tugging or things are uncomfortable for you? The other thing that I really prepare for is my opening and my closing. So I do not script my talks. I am very well prepared, but I'm not scripted. But one of the things that I practice time and time again is how am I going to open and how am I going to close? And, you know, when you think about some of the great speeches, the great performances that you've seen over the years, a lot of times what you remember is those first few moments and those last few moments. And so really trying to make the most of those. I really try to avoid kind of the... Uh, you know, familiar things that a lot of speakers do. A lot of speakers will start their talk by saying like, hey, everyone, you know, thanks so much for having me, et cetera, et cetera. And that's, you know, very cordial. But I try to think about how can I really kind of start with a bang and maybe incorporate um, the event coordinators or really personalize this presentation to my audience throughout the presentation. So I don't feel like I have to say like, thank you right off the bat, right? I think there's a way to incorporate that. Uh, I'm just looking at my notes here. <clears throat> the other thing I would say too, is be prepared for anything. <laughs> be prepared for anything. This particular presentation that I gave, um, because it was outside, it was fantastic, but there was a fair amount of noise. There was a lot of noise kind of happening in the back. So even though I was mic'd, I knew that I had to really bring it. I mean, really bring it when it comes to energy. So that's super important. Get fired up. Sometimes you might feel like you're, you're shouting, uh, but you know, be prepared for, for anything, uh, which, uh, which I think is key. I personally like to use slides for all my presentations. Some people do, some people don't. I think less is more when it comes to your slides. Um, like I said, I use PowerPoint. However, I create all of my slides within Canva. Um, I do that because, first of all, I love Canva. I think Canva is awesome. Um, but I love that I'm creating 
slides that are essentially images, right? So if I've got a PowerPoint with 20 slides, those 20 slides are actually images that are embedded into that PowerPoint, which means when someone else is running my PowerPoint on their computer, the fonts aren't going to change. The images aren't going to get distorted, right? I'm sure some of you who've done speaking before, you might have created something on PowerPoint or Keynote. And once it gets on someone else's computer, the fonts can get a little wonky, right? So I created all in Canva. It's a little bit more work, but I love that it can be short, simple. You know, I typically will have just a few bullet points, a couple keywords. You don't want to be obviously reading off your slides. You want your slides to be a prompt for what you're going to say, right? So less less is more. Um, you know, and then just logistically, we're speaking in this, we're talking about, you know, speaking in person post-pandemic. And I kind of feel like I say that with air quotes because we're not post-pandemic. I'm wishing we were closer to post-pandemic, but we're really not. So we're in this kind of new normal, which I know is a cliche, but so thinking about what's needed, right? I know when I go uh, and start speaking more, and by the way, I, I am definitely speaking more in person. I've been slowly dipping my toe into the water. You know, my younger son is not yet vaccinated because he's not old enough yet. So we're, you know, just being extra, extra cautious. So, you know, as I start to do more in-person speaking engagements, I will be doing things like making sure I bring my vaccination card, making sure I bring enough masks. I also think it's important to make sure that you have your own boundaries set in your mind about what you're comfortable doing, what you're not comfortable doing. You know, are you comfortable going to a big party afterwards? Are you comfortable doing selfies? Are you comfortable shaking hands? Like things that we probably wouldn't have thought about before. It's just good to think about ahead of time. And so when those situations come up, regardless of your own personal feelings and boundaries, we're prepared for those, right? Um, you know, bringing things like hand sanitizer, things like that, just thinking about how you're going to greet people, all of those things that we've never, never really had to think about until now. So anyways, I, uh, like I said, I just kind of wanted to share a few of my thoughts. And I, I think my closing thought here is I am, I'm super excited for what the future will, will hold as our world starts to open back up. I am really excited. I have already started to book a number of in-person uh, speaking engagements. I have a few at the end of the year. I have some for next year booked. Um, I also have to be honest too and say, you know, I am being really um, choosy with with where I go and where I speak. And I, I feel like from talking to a lot of speakers, a lot of folks feel the same way too. You know, this last year and a half has been a really great way to kind of reflect on our business and what we want to focus on. And I absolutely love being in front of a crowd. I absolutely love, you know, teaching and speaking. There's and it's not even about being on stage. It's just that energy of being in a crowd of people. And, uh, you know, there's just there's still nothing like being in front of a, in front of a group on a, on a stage. So I, you know, I can't imagine not doing that. But I also think with technology, one of the cool things that we've realized is that you can accomplish a lot in a virtual setting. And it's it, it can be so much more than just a Zoom, right? There's so much more that we could do virtually. And I think that's one of the coolest things that, that's come out of this in the last year and a half, at least for me personally, is just the opportunities to connect with so many more people in that virtual world. Um, again, it's not the same as being in person, but holy cow, when done right, it's pretty darn amazing. And it's also really efficient. You know, a, a big, big thing that I, I teach and, you know, some of you who followed me through our Get Social Smart Academy and programs is I just think time is our most precious asset. You know, time is, is truly our most precious asset. And so 
one thing virtual events allow us to do is to be efficient. You know, I could speak at an event in Canada this morning and then two hours later I could speak at an event in New York. And then, you know, later on tonight I could speak at an event in Australia, all done from the comfort of my home uh, remotely. So I, I think it's exciting. And I think we are entering a time where we're going to see, like I said, both, you know, in person as well as virtual. So um, I would absolutely love to hear from you. I would love your thoughts on this. If you are a speaker, would love to hear how you're navigating, uh, you know, navigating your speaking engagements. If you are attending events, I know there's a lot of you who attend events. I would be curious, what events are you going to? And, and uh, you know, we'd love to connect and see if maybe there's some events that we will both be at. Um, and if you are looking for a speaker, shameless plug, I would absolutely love to be considered. You know, our sweet spot is talking about social media and working smarter and not just harder, but we have a plethora of, uh, of topics that we're really excited to be sharing for keynote presentations, workshops, masterclasses. I've really done a whole lot of work over the last year and a half to developing some really great programs. So if that's something that you are curious about or interested in, or maybe you host events, or maybe you go to an event and you're looking for some, uh, for a new speaker, I would absolutely love to be considered. So reach out to me, katie at katielance.com. Uh, that's usually the best way to reach me. You can also connect directly with my better half, uh, Paul Lance. He is my husband. We've been married almost 20 years. And actually, by the time this podcast comes out, we will have celebrated our 20 year anniversary. I'm super excited about that. Uh, and he's also my business partner and helps manage all of our uh, speaking engagements. And his email is just paul at katielance.com. I will put all of our information below as well in case you are uh, in case you're interested. And we'll put some links to my speaking too, if you want to take a peek at that. All right, my friends, thank you so much for listening. I'm so happy we could have this chat and, uh, and just talk to you a little bit about my thoughts. Um, again, if you enjoyed the podcast, share it out. I always say that's the best thing you can do. If you enjoy listening, uh, share out the podcast, take a screenshot, share it on Instagram, tag me, let me know that you listen to it or share a link. And if you really liked it, leave us a review, uh, especially if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Those reviews really do matter. So we sure appreciate that. All right, my friends, I hope you have a great rest of your day. I hope to see you at an event sometime in the future. All right. Until next time. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you want more, head over to katielance.com and check out the Get Social Smart Academy. Also sign up for a free email newsletter packed full of great content. Until next time, get social smart.